Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-hosts, Leslie Hoskins and Timothy Cunio. And today we're having a bit of a shorter episode because we're going to chat about Linus Awareness Month and some cool things that have been going on on campus. But first, you guys, I went to, um, I don't know if you've heard of Cedar Point. It's a place in Ohio. It's an amusement park. And they do these hollow weekends. Um, I went this past weekend, so I'm a little tired recording this morning, but um, rode on some roller coasters. But they do like a whole haunted thing. Like some at certain time at night, like parts of the park becomes like haunted walkthrough areas. Um, it was not that scary. It was actually like, I think because like I had the mindset going into it, like I'm not going to be scared. I wasn't. But it was cool. I like we saw this show yesterday that like went through um, the guys played this music that they played throughout the haunted houses. So the people who created the haunted house music for the haunted houses there, like there was a show that they played this music and they went through like the scary characters. It was pretty cool. So in lots of rides, um, roller coasters, all that all weekend. So my body's a little sore and I'm just a little tired. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, you know, but yeah, hey, it's almost. It sounds like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I it was a lot of fun. hate being scared. Like, hate being scared. I can't watch scary movies. Even things like that are suspenseful. I, that feeling of like your heart racing is just something I do not like, which is unfortunate for my husband. He never gets to watch anything scary or even a little suspenseful. Because uh, the, the music even gets me going. It's It's too much. Uh, but that does sound like fun. I do like roller coasters. So, Timothy, what is new with you? What's going on this month? What have you been up to? Not much. Uh, just got back from a big trip last week. Uh, discovered the tip of my cane broke. Oh, I got to get a new cane tip. Oh, you need to carry one? Spare one. It'll be smart. So I got to wear a cane tip. But uh, everything's going great. Getting ready for the fall. Tonight it's going to get down in the 30s in Georgia. That's pretty cold. And uh, just living life, watching football. And sadly, my Braves lost this weekend. So okay. they're out of the playoffs. So it's a sad, sad weekend. Oh, <laughs> darn. I know. <laughs> yes, uh, good point. Always a good idea to have a spare cane tip with you. Those things do uh, break every now and then. So not a bad idea. Yeah, so you learn. I guess we just learn as we go on with this journey. So That's exactly I'm it. A lot, of, a lot of stuff I need to start doing. Yes. Doing, Leslie, I need to start being a better cane user. <laughs> Listen, you had it with you, which is a good start. So learn as you go. Exactly. Yeah. And Leslie will always keep you accountable. That's right. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Um, yeah. Let's see. What did I have been working on my kids' Halloween costumes because we got a lot of Halloween events that have been happening or getting ready to happen. And so um, my daughter is a monster this oh, year, yeah. which we made, and that was pretty fun. We bought some fur and <laughs> glued it to a, a hoodie, and she picked out these googly eyes, and oh my gosh. she's practicing her rar. Um, it's pretty darn cute. And, Aww. Uh, my son is being a monster truck, so a lot of cardboard... Ooh. Yeah, uh, a little more difficult. You know, yeah. I pretty much tap out with the hot glue gun as far as crafting tools go. So this involved a box cutter and a stapler, and I had to get uh, my husband involved. But it turned out pretty cute. You're gonna have to show me some pictures. Yes, um, there it was. It's still drying in the garage. 
is a lot of paint. Well, hopefully it will dry by the time trick-or-treating happens. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. It'll be yeah, it's quite funny. Yes. You're crafty. That's cool. I, that is neat. Yes. I try to be. I definitely have a burn on my finger from the hot glue gun. Um, so, you know. But we all made it here. We all survived our weekend. So, you know, that is great. And, you know, it's been so busy at Leader Dog with Blindness Awareness Month. And we've had Cane Quest, Leslie, yes. which was this the first time? Um, kind of explain to me what Cane Quest was like, because I saw some pictures, but like, what was it? And then, you know, have we done this before? So Cane Quest is really exciting. Um, we just hosted the second Michigan Cane Quest. And what it is, is it's a competition of cane skills, basically. And it's a really great way to encourage kids throughout the state of Michigan who are blind or visually impaired to improve their cane skills, to motivate them a little bit. So we hosted, uh, like I said, the second one in Michigan on our campus at Leader Dogs for the Blind in Rochester, Michigan. And we had 13 kids show up, which was really exciting. We had a ton of volunteers, a lot of other O&M professionals from the state who volunteered their time. And we had all of these different stations. So in the morning, we had um, stations around our campus on the practice course. And there were uh, some of the different skills were, well, block travel. So simulating walking around the block, like understanding those four um, parts of a block. There was getting in and out of a vehicle, right? So spatial concepts, understanding where the back door is, uh, passenger side, things like that. There was two-point touch. There was upper protective technique. So a lot of cane skills. I'm using a lot of uh, some of the terminology yes, we I'm use like, in, what in the What do these words mean? Yes. <laughs> the basically different mean? cane te like techniques. So uh, there's the rolling technique of rolling the cane back and forth. There's also the tapping technique of or tapping it back and forth. So some of those different things, going up and down stairs with a cane, all of that. So the kids got to go through all of these different stations and then they were scored on it. So they okay. got one to four points. And then at the end, you know, the kids with the highest points and they get prizes. Um, we also then went downtown Rochester to our downtown training center and they did some street crossings. So just overall a really, really cool event. It was great to have kids connect with one another oh, in I Michigan. Bet. They were sharing Snapchats and Instagrams and making all those connections. But another really important piece that I think is absolutely phenomenal is that there's a family aspect. So parents and are involved and the siblings are invited and involved. The parents had a whole separate track. So their kids are out doing this competition and they're, you know, going under blindfold and they're learning how to do human guide and they're learning some of these basic cane techniques. And they're connecting with other parents who are going through the same things and resources. So they were sharing and meeting um, and just learning and building empathy. And then the siblings kind of did the same thing. They were going under blindfold to do some of these fun activities. We had a whole bunch of stuff for them. Um, and then they learned some human guide. So overall, just really educational. And as one of the kids was walking out, it was so sweet on uh, Saturday. They were like, this is the best day ever. Thanks, Leader Dog. And I was like, you know me, about, like crying. Yeah. I'm sobbing. Oh, sure. Oh, that's going to be amazing because I'm sure some of these kids probably didn't know, you know, especially it just being kids in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So these are kids that like, you know, maybe they live an hour, half hour from each other and then never knew it. So that is really cool. Now, did these kids have to have cane skills before they came? 
they didn't. So it's encouraged that the kids at least traveled with a cane so they were comfortable with it. But again, the whole idea here is to motivate those cane skills. So hopefully all the kids left with some feedback, right? So each station leader was giving them feedback and um, kind of upskilling them a little bit of how to improve. So the idea would be they go home, they work with their their O&M specialists and their schools and they come back better next year so they can, you know, ramp up their skills. But um, it was really nice too because we got to see some past campers. So uh, this last summer, one of the campers, she came to Cane Quest. So that was, it was fun to catch up with her. Um, and then actually one of our campers from virtual summer experience camp who um, wasn't able to come to campus, but it felt like we knew her so well. Yeah. Um, so it was good to see some of those faces. And again, they were just connecting. I drove the bus with all the kids on it and they were singing. It felt like camp. It really did. That is awesome. <laughs> now, uh, was there an age range for these kids? Um, I believe, oh gosh, I think it was like third graders through senior year. Okay. So it was really a wide range, which yeah. is awesome to be able to provide that sort of service for you know, all age ranges. It was cool. Yeah. So the, there were, they were broken up into three groups, scouts, explorers, and trailblazers. And based on what group they were in, um, the skills were a little different that we were asking them to do because we're, you know, age appropriate skills. We're not going to ask the same of our third graders that we would ask of yeah. our seniors. Um, so actually even the youngest group didn't go downtown uh, to okay. do those street crossings and things like that. They stayed back on the main campus, but we gave a tour of the Canine Development Center, which people really liked. Uh, everybody was getting leader dog swag from the gift shop. The kids all went home with some free swag. Um, it was honestly, it was Aww. it was a lot of work. Our team, our O&M team at Leader Dog, really did great, and we partnered with the Michigan Department of Education and Low Incidence Outreach. They did amazing, um, and then also the Braille Institute really is the one who developed Cane Quest, and then they kind of supply all of the material um, and scoring things and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. very very cool event. Yeah. October is Blindness Awareness Month. And did you know only 10% of people who are blind or visually impaired travel independently with a guide dog or white cane? That means that 90% of people require assistance or don't leave their home. That is a staggering statistic. At Leader Dogs for the Blind, we focus on mobility skills such as white cane training and guide dog training to empower people to travel independently. This training is offered completely free to clients in the US and Canada, including room, board, and airfare. To learn more, head to leaderdog.org. So we have to mention, though, when this happened, because it happened during Blindness Awareness Month, but it happened on a very special day. Yes. Oddly enough, it really worked out that we actually had Cane Quest at Michigan on White Cane Day, which is yeah. really cool because October, we know, is Blindness Awareness Month, which we've been talking about. But White Cane Safety Day is October 15th, and we celebrate this every year on this day. It's a national observance in the United States, and it's celebrated again October 15th. And it's been doing, we've been celebrating this since 1964. Um, and it's really an important date to celebrate the achievements of people who are blind or visually impaired and the important symbol of blindness and the tool of independence, which is the white cane. Yeah. So it's really talking about all the people who are blind or visually impaired, the way they give back to the community, their independence, their mobility device, which is a cane. Um, so it's a really, it was a really cool day. We were walking yeah. around downtown and it felt like we needed to tell everybody like, Happy White Cane Day. Happy White Cane Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's super cool. And, you know, since that... Blindness Awareness Month, White Cane Safety Day. Let's talk a little bit about like what 
because I know we get this question all the time, like, what do I do if I see someone with a white cane? Like, do I offer assistance? Do I not offer assistance? Or, you know, kind of the same thing comes with a guide dog um, as well. If you see someone with a guide dog, I guess, let's get into that. I mean, Timothy, I'm sure you have a lot to say on that. Well, I mean, we're still normal people. Sometimes we do need help, but uh, if you see the person struggling, I guess you could ask, but uh, it'd be a nice thing just to ask first. And uh, But usually uh, we can figure this out on our own because if we got the proper training, which I got with Leslie, uh, we can do this on our own. Uh, sometimes you get tough situation, but uh, just just treat us normal. And we can feed off your emotions if you are kind of timid or a little nervous around us. We can feel that. So be just, you know, hey, good morning, whatever, what day, time of the day it is. And can I help you? Or if they say no, then, you know, thank you for your offering. But uh, it's just 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 treat us normal. That's the biggest that's the biggest thing right there. Mm -hmm. Just treat us normal. Absolutely. You said that great, Timothy. Always, uh, you know, ask if somebody would like assistance. Never assume somebody needs assistance and then ask how they would prefer the assistance. So. People who are traveling with a cane, um, if they, you know, somebody approaches them and says, do you want any help? They'll then be able to tell you how to help them if they do want it. Um, another thing I always tell people is like Timothy mentioned, of course, people who are blind or visually impaired are normal. They're just like everybody else. But one thing you typically do, like if I'm walking down the street, you know, you make eye contact with somebody, you say, oh, good morning or hi, whatever it is. Those still are really appropriate things to do. So even if you don't make eye contact with somebody who is walking with a cane or a guide dog, just saying good morning, that is really helpful in a couple different ways. One, it's just kind and courteous. Two, it lets that person know that one, that somebody's there and where they are, right? So a lot of times we see people on the streets, if we're walking with somebody with a, a cane and then they kind of almost hold their breath and they <laughs> step to the side, like they're so terrified that somebody's going to hit them with the white cane. Well, guess what? If they said good morning, the client would then say probably good morning. How are you? Yeah. And they'd know where you're at to move around them. So right. it is always super helpful to just say hi, good morning. How are you? Make some sort of noise so that clients can maneuver safely around you. Yeah. Safety is a huge thing too. I mean, because sidewalks are not always even and all of that stuff. Um, I remember not too long ago, I was walking with Duke and he loves people. So like usually when people walk by, I hold him really close because he just Duke being your dog just yes, my dog too sorry <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a new boyfriend it's a dog poor Johnny <laughs> he was not on a leash I promise I just held him so close I don't want anybody else to dinner <laughs> anyway, you know my dog loves to lick people he just loves it's his thing he loves people more than other dogs so when I'm walking by people I'm always holding him close and, you know, I happened to be walking by someone with a white cane, but, and he was um, standing in the sidewalk. So, you know, I just said hi to him and I told him, I said, hey, I'm walking by with a dog just in case he tries to lick you. So you're not alarmed. Because <laughs> um, I always get nervous that he is just oh, going man. to, and, you know, especially I've seen, you know, I've crossed people with guide dogs too. At the same time, I make sure my dog's far away from that dog because my dog is a wild child. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it's it's Duke and not Johnny. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Yeah, same thing. It's kind of like uh, bikers, right? Like when they're out biking, they always like, on your left when they're coming around you. It's kind of like just that yeah. common courtesy of like, hey, I'm over here. Good yeah. morning. If they did that all the time, it'd be great. Yeah. 
sometimes you got to be careful though, because if we're concentrating on what we're doing, if you say it loud, you might scare us or startle us. So maybe you want to shuffle your feet a little bit or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, make some noise. Because if you make noise, then we know, and you could say something. But if you just hey you, you <laughs> might scare them, and you know it could cause some confusion there. So. Yeah. It's a it's a touchy situation. You just gotta be because you just gotta know how to do it, I guess. And yeah, try it. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. just try don't it. yell at anyone. Yeah. The other thing too <laughs> is just being descriptive. So a lot of times, if somebody were to ask you, you know, oh, how do I get to Starbucks? Um, you know, you're not just gonna say, oh, it's over there and point. So using more descriptive language of like, okay, you're gonna take, you know, go two more blocks in, in this direction and then make a left, um, and it'll be on your right side or things like that are really helpful when providing directions. All great things. And I think we get asked that a lot, like, so, you know, how do I be um, courteous? You know, because I think people overthink it Mm -hmm. sometimes. I think they're like, oh, my gosh, I have to be, like, super courteous. And then sometimes overthinking it, just do what you normally would do if you pass someone, you know. Um, But also think that extra step of, you know, they may not be able to fully see me and I might scare them if I'm, you know, yeah. Screening on your left. <laughs> <laughs> I think Timothy nailed it with they're yeah. normal people. Do what you would normally do. Just say hi. Yeah. And 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 if somebody asks somebody who has a cane, you know, be courteous back. Don't take offense if they ask. You know, you may not need the help, but somebody in the future might. And if you're rude, they may not ask the next person they run to with a cane. So be a good ambassador for the blind. I think that's a really good point, Timothy. I like that. Encourage it, right? Even if you don't help, somebody else in the future might. I think that's cool. But anyway, it has been, it's an exciting month, October, Blindness Awareness Month, White Cane Day, Cane Quest, all of the things. It's been super, super fun. Yeah. And even though it is coming to an end, it's not the end of, you know, being aware of this. Yes. Learning. All of that. And I will say we have had a lot of like universities because World Sight Day was also thrown in there too. I think that was the yes. 13th. It was this month. I yeah. can tell you I think on it was my the 13th. social calendar that um, I have pulled up. But we had like, you know, a lot of libraries, public places, universities. Um, it was the 13th. The 13th. Yeah, World Sight Day. So uh, overall, just a big month. But I think people are really trying to educate themselves. And so we've had a lot of requests for presentations. People want to learn about blindness and low vision. They want to learn about Leader Dog and the services that we provide. And they want to know what they can do to help or contribute or how to interact with somebody who's blind or visually impaired. So I think it's just a really cool time. And hopefully this momentum continues and people continue to want to learn and educate themselves. But yeah, I think everybody wants to improve. Everybody wants yeah. to be better, and I think that's great. It is, and I think, too, it's important to remember, like, yeah, even though it doesn't, you know, blindness isn't targeted towards a certain type of person. It can happen to anybody at any point, and I think we've learned that from just client stories this month, too. So great month and great things to talk about and learn. Absolutely. You'd be amazed, you know, the people I've seen this year on all my traveling, everybody knows probably somebody who's got vision problems. So it's amazing. That's probably why people are getting more involved now. So uh, I've ran into so many people, my grandson or my uncle or whatever's got vision problems and they're using the cane or they need to. And so that's probably why everybody needs to be educated more. 
That's a really good point. That's one thing I always say kind of at the end of a presentation is I ask people to be an ambassador for Leader Dog. Share what you learned with somebody else. You never know who is impacted by blindness or vision loss or who will be uh, impacted by it. So letting people know that there are resources available such as Leader Dog, although we're not the only one available, um, that we exist. And that life doesn't end after vision loss. There's so much more to do out there. It's just a different way of doing it. So just educating others and, and sharing the resources. So I want to thank everyone today for listening. I know it's a bit of a shorter episode, but it was such an important topic. October Blindness Awareness Month, White Cane Day, World Sight Day, all of the exciting things. So thank you for listening to this episode of Taking the Lead. I'm Leslie Hoskins with hosts Timothy Cuno and Christina Hepner. We hope you enjoyed our episode and please join us next week as we continue to dive into the world of blindness. And if you'd like to learn more about applying to our free services at Leader Dog, you can head to leaderdog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. And don't forget, you can reach us at takingtheleadatleaderdog.org with any questions or ideas. If you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream.